Well, Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, very good. So Christmas is just two days away. Uh, it's coming, ready or not. It's a time to remember what happened on that first Christmas some 2,000 years ago. And it's a time to reflect on what Christmas means to us today. So we're in a message series called Christmas Stories, and it's really intended to, to help us to remember what happened in the past and to reflect on its meaning and purpose for us in our lives today and for our, for our time. And so oftentimes we speak of the, the miracle of Christmas. And, you know, what is the miracle of Christmas? I mean, babies are born all the time, right? Uh, it's not just a baby was born. What makes the birth of Jesus so special? Well, the miracle of Christmas is that God himself came to earth as a human baby. Jesus was not just another baby. Uh, he was God in the flesh. Matthew 123 the angel told Mary, uh, the angel said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so this verse really summarizes the miracle of Christmas. Mary, a virgin, would conceive. Well, there's a miracle right there. Virgins don't conceive. Uh, it doesn't happen. She would, be, she would conceive through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the son that was born, Jesus, was fully human from Mary, and yet fully divine from the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't pretend to fully understand that, but that's what the Bible teaches us, that God himself came in the form of Jesus. The baby would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus, being God in human flesh, came to live on this earth as one of us. I'd like us to just watch a short uh, video. It's simply called Emmanuel, about Jesus coming God with us. The miracle of Christmas is that Jesus came to us. God himself. He took the initiative. Jesus came to love us. He came to heal us. He came to teach us. He came to die for us. He came to save us. And that's something to praise him for this Christmas and all throughout the year. Today, I've entitled the message, Seize the Moment. We're going to be looking at the story of the shepherds from Luke chapter 2. And I believe there's some important lessons that we can learn about how God revealed himself to the shepherds and how he reveals himself to us today. And we're going to learn what we must do when God reveals himself to us. How we're to seize the moment, the opportunities that God gives to us. So let's begin the story of the shepherds. To see how God comes to ordinary people, I encourage you to take out the white page in the middle of your bulletin. You can follow along on the outline and the verses there as well. Luke 2 verse 8 uh, begins and says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Today we've heard the story, I believe most of us, all of us have heard the story of the shepherds so often that we've kind of romanticized the this story of the shepherds and their cuddly little lambs. Uh, and uh, the, our kids would just love to be shepherds and play with the little lambs and everything. But in New Testament times, shepherds were not held in high esteem. Most young men did not grow up and thinking, I want to be a shepherd when I grow up. Uh, why? Shepherding was a pretty low-class job. Shepherds were not working primarily with people. They were working with sheep. And where did they have to work? They had to work out on the hillside, out in the open uh, air. They had to stay up at night protecting the sheep. 
from thieves, from robbers, from wild animals, from wolves and such. And so it was a dangerous job. Uh, it was a, not a great job. And so the shepherds were, in their story, guarding their flocks at night, watching over them because there were some dangers out there. And so they had to keep awake for the most part. They were just ordinary, hardworking men working away from their families. Ordinary people. And so God showed up to ordinary people in ordinary places. Now the angel was going to announce to the shepherd the coming of Jesus, the coming of God Himself. But this announcement was not going to be made in the temple in Jerusalem. It was not going to be made to important religious leaders or to kings such as King Herod. The announcement was made in a field where it was cold, it was dark, it was somewhat dangerous. That's what was made in ordinary place to ordinary people. What happened in verse 9? An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And so an angel of the Lord, we don't know which one, but an angel appeared to these ordinary shepherds going about their ordinary jobs in the field. And it says, the glory of the Lord, which is a brilliant light, shone and lit up the land around them. The shepherds had never seen anything like that before. Perhaps they'd heard of angels in the Old Testament, but they'd never seen anything. And they were filled with great fear. They were very afraid of what was going to happen. And so God showed up. He came to ordinary people like you and me. And the Bible teaches us that God continues to come to ordinary people, to you and me. In fact, the New Testament teaches that God doesn't come to many people who are rich and famous. I don't claim to be rich or famous. I don't know if anybody, if you do, raise your hand. But uh, I don't think we have many rich and famous people here. Uh, God comes to ordinary people for the most part. He usually comes in ordinary places. doesn't come to in elaborate cathedrals. Many elaborate cathedrals uh, have very little of the presence of God. In fact, God often comes to people who are not sitting in a church. We're not saying He doesn't come when we come to church, but He comes in other times, in other places as well. He comes to people who are on their jobs. He comes to people who are in their homes or, or somewhere else. And who does God come to? He comes to people who have open hearts to hear his message. And as we'll see, the shepherds must have had open hearts in order to hear God and respond to the message that they heard. And so God desires to come to each one of us this morning. He has a message for each one of us. And so I'd ask that each of us let him know that your heart is open to what he would say to you. Your heart is open to hear his voice. And when God comes, we we experience a miracle. In this case, the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And so the angel had a message for them. An angel is a messenger of God. And so the angel had a message from God for the shepherds. And, and God's message was good news. It was a, a message of joy. It was not a message of fear. They were just afraid, not because of the message, but because of the appearance of the angel. And so the message that God gave the shepherds was not just for them. It was for all the people. It was for the entire world. 
And what was the message? It was a message that a miracle had happened. Jesus Christ, the promised Messiah, promised in the Old Testament, the Old Testament prophets for hundreds if not thousands of years, had finally arrived. He was the promised Savior. He was the promised Lord. He had been born. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so this single angel that first had given the message was now joined by a myriad of angels. And I'm sure it lit up the entire sky, the entire hillside with the shepherd. They were singing and praising God. Shepherds had never, ever seen or imagined anything like that. And their song was announcing this, this miracle birth that would bring glory to God and peace on earth. Now oftentimes we, we think that the angel said, you know, God is going to bring peace on earth uh, for everyone. Well, God is offering peace on earth to everyone. But who does it say the peace is coming to with those uh, coming among those with whom he is pleased? And who is God pleased with? He's pleased with those who hear the message with open hearts and put their faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. And so we see the shepherds' lives would never be the same after that miracle night. And our world would never be the same after the birth of the Messiah. Now, why did God communicate his message to, to these lowly shepherds? Why did he choose them to speak to? Well, the Bible doesn't tell us, but I believe from the story that they had open hearts to respond to his word. They were candidates for a miracle. So let's think about ourselves this morning. What about us? Are we candidates for a miracle? Does God have a message for us? Well, God brings his miracles into the lives of people who have open hearts and who are seeking him. God gives his messages to people who will follow his direction and carry out his purpose. Why would God give his message to someone who is not going to listen? Why do he give his message to someone who's not going to carry out what he's talking to us about? And so this Christmas Sunday, just in the quietness of your own heart, just whisper a prayer to God and tell him that you want to hear from him. You desire for him to speak to you. You desire for him to work a miracle in your life. And as you open your heart to him, Whenever you do it, whether it's on Christmas or another time, God will hear. God will answer your prayer. And when God communicates his message to us, we must, we must seize the moment. In verse 12, the angel said to the shepherds, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And so this speaks of a sign, and it, it also communicates that the shepherds were to do something. I mean, they were supposed to go and find this baby. They were to search for the baby and find the child that the angels had announced. And they would know they had found him when they would find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger, an animal feeding trough. No, normally, babies were not laid in animal feeding troughs. So that would be a sign because they go through all of Bethlehem and there was only one baby 
laying in a manger. Now, we don't know how long it took them to find Jesus. We'll see that in a minute, but uh, they did find him. And so the shepherds did exactly what the angels said they should do. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And so the shepherds had experienced a miracle, something they'd never seen before, something I've never seen before, something the majority of people on this planet have never seen before. Angels coming, speaking to them. Uh, myriads of angels in the sky singing and praising God. I mean, it must have sounded incredible. But suddenly the angels were gone. The light had vanished. The dark night descended once more. They saw stars again and the moon up in the sky. It was as if nothing had happened. Nobody else knew what had happened, only the shepherds on that hillside. Would the shepherds just simply revert back to life as normal? And, well, I don't know, Joe, what that was about, but maybe we all dreamed. But they decided to seize the moment. They decided to follow the angel's message and find this baby lying in a manger. Now, if it was me, I would have thought, what's going to happen to our sheep? You know, we're supposed to be watching these sheep. And if we leave them here on the hillside, what's going to happen? But the shepherds apparently didn't seem too worried about that. And they left their sheep. They quickly traveled to Bethlehem. It says they went with haste. They didn't waste any time. Traveled to Bethlehem. Probably not a major metropolis, but uh, it probably took some looking to find a baby. It doesn't say in this case, you know, there was any star. That was the, that was the wise men, okay? We don't want to confuse our stories. Uh, there was nothing about any star. They had to look. They had to search until they found the baby lying in the manger. And somehow they found it. And there was Mary and Joseph as well. And so the shepherds had seized the moment. They had taken advantage of what God had told them. And they had obeyed the direction. And they saw another miracle. Now, I believe that there is a time in everyone's life, a, a special moment of destiny, a time when God speaks to you and tells you about his special gift to mankind, the gift of Jesus. I believe God speaks to everyone. And when that moment comes, when, when a person realizes that God is communicating with them, a person has a choice to make. Are they going to put off the moment? Put off responding to God, thinking that perhaps they'll have a chance at a later time. Or are they going to respond to God right away? If you put off responding to God, will you have another chance to respond? Well, maybe and maybe not. Because nobody knows what tomorrow will bring. And so the shepherd sees the moment. They didn't wait. They went with haste. To follow the direction that God had spoken to them of. To see Jesus. The promised Messiah. And so this morning. If, if you have not responded to God's gift of Christmas. I challenge you to seize the moment. And choose to give your life. In worship to Jesus Christ. And we'll give an opportunity at the close of the message. Now after the shepherd seized the moment. They chose to spread, spread the word. 
Verse 17, and when they saw it, uh, saw the baby, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And so the shepherds had heard about Jesus from the angels. They had traveled and found him lying in the manger. Their own eyes had seen this baby. They worshipped him. They told Mary and Joseph and everybody else about what the angels had told them. That this was no ordinary baby. This was the Messiah, the promised one, the Savior of the world who had been born. He looked like an ordinary, normal baby, but he was not. He was so much more. He was Emmanuel. He was God in the flesh. And this was good news. It was meant to be shared with everyone they met. The angel had said, this is news of great joy for the whole world. Jesus, the Messiah, had finally Come to earth. Jesus had come as Savior and Lord. The world was changed forever. History was now split between B.C. and A.D. Now, they didn't recognize that at that time, of course. But we do, looking back. Everything changed. And so the shepherds spread the good news. And this morning, if if we know, and we do know, because you've just heard it, the story of Jesus... If you've experienced him, if you've experienced him in your life, then you have good news to share too. You have good news to share with those around you. The good news that Jesus has come. First of all, to be our Savior. Jesus came to make a way for our sins to be forgiven. That's what he came to save us from. Our guilt and shame can be removed. Jesus came to remake us in his image. He came so that we could have a relationship with God, the one who created the entire universe, we can have a relationship with Him. A relationship that's going to last forever. The Bible speaks of eternal life. And so when you've heard God speak to you, when your life has been changed by Him, you have good news to share. And so this Christmas, make sure you find a way to share that good news in your various family gatherings. Now sometimes we're afraid. To share the good news because we think maybe somebody will be offended. And guess what? People will be offended. <laughs> some will receive the message and some will not, at least at initial hearing. But if you share the good news, I'm just making this up, with five people and four are offended and one believes in Jesus and receives eternal life, That is something to be celebrated, is it not? And perhaps some of the four that were offended will think about it over time and God will soften their hearts and they will eventually give their lives to Jesus as well. So spread the word. Don't be afraid. Sometimes we're afraid especially to talk to our relatives. Because we have a relationship with them and we don't want to mess that relationship up. But we're speaking of an eternal relationship. Eternal relationship that's going to last forever if they don't make the decision to accept Jesus in this life. You'll have no relationship with them for eternity. And so God wants us to spread the good news. Spread the word. I encourage you to invite people to our Christmas Eve service uh, that's coming up tomorrow night. 
uh, in your bulletin is a couple invite cards and uh, to for our candlelight Christmas Eve. We encourage you to use them. There's some out there on the uh, foyer table as well. Invite people to our Christmas Eve service. There'll be a clear presentation of the gospel and uh, it's something that a lot of people will come to if they're invited. So we encourage you to invite people to our Christmas Eve services. One way of sharing the good news. If you have relatives and things and you're doing something with them, invite them to come. Uh, it's 6 p.m. So, I mean, we have a family gathering later in the evening. We might get there a little later than some other people, but uh, we're, the thing will be over here by 6.45 or so, and you can Come to your family gathering afterwards. Finally, share the joy. Verse 20, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And so they returned. They returned to their jobs of shepherding. They didn't decide that uh, they were going into full-time ministry or something. They returned to their job of shepherding. Uh, but they returned changed people. They returned glorifying and praising God. They were filled with joy. Their lives had been transformed. I mean, they had seen something that they would never, ever forget. They'd heard from God. They'd experienced a miracle. The humdrum life of shepherding had now been changed because God had spoken to them. And they had obeyed God. Now, what would have happened if they had not obeyed God. What would have happened if they would have said, you know, I'm kind of sleepy tonight after the angels went away. I, I think we'll just stay here and watch the sheep. And if this is true, maybe somebody will tell us about it. After a few days, they might have heard nothing. And their lives would not have been changed. But they obeyed God and they saw what the angels had told them, their faith grew, and they, I believe, believed in the Messiah. How could they have not believed after the angels appearing and they went and saw him? I think there's no reason to doubt that these shepherds became true believers in Jesus the Messiah. And they did not keep their joy to themselves. They shared it with everybody they met. They shared it with one another. They glorified and praised God. Now in our country, we have something called the Declaration of Independence. It states that God, our Creator, has given each one of us the rights of what? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now that's not in the Bible, okay? There's no verse in the Bible that says that. Uh, unfortunately, many people pursue happiness in all the wrong places. In fact, pursuing happiness or joy in and of itself doesn't lead to enduring joy or happiness. You know, I just want to be happy. I'm going to give my whole life to being happy. You're not going to be happy. That's not how it works. True joy and happiness, joy and happiness, I mean, we can quibble about exactly the differences. They're, they're pretty similar. I see joy as a more enduring, um, enduring, attitude uh, and happiness is as maybe a, a more temporary thing but they're both good okay I mean they're very related joy and happiness and and true joy can only be found 
in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. True joy can only be found in a relationship with God through Jesus. But only believers in Jesus can experience true, enduring joy. Now, unbelievers might have be happy for a moment, but it's not going to last. Joy and happiness are a result of seeking after God, finding Him, and following His plan for your life. That's the only way that you can live a life of joy and happiness. And the joy that's found in God will sustain us, will sustain you, through the hardships of life. And there are hardships in life that come from time to time. Some people have more hardships than others. We don't know why. But God is there to sustain us no matter what He allows to come into our lives. And the joy that God brings into our lives through our relationship with Him is a joy that's going to last forever, you see. It's part of what eternal life is. It's, a, it's an everlasting joy because one day when we're in heaven, one day when we're with God, all the things, the hardships and things will be taken away and our joy will be made complete in the presence of God. And so Christmas should be a time of joy. Joy in the miracle of the birth of Christ. Joy in celebrating with our families. Joy in celebrating with our church family. So don't let the busyness of the season steal your joy. Look for your joy not in gifts, not in other people. You know, sometimes we're just looking for the perfect Christmas when everybody is wonderful, nobody is grouchy, and we get the perfect gift under the tree. Well, there are no perfect Christmases. But look for your joy, not in gifts, not in other people, but in God, and then share that joy with others. And so the story of the shepherds, it's, it's a wonderful story to share with children, but it's not just a story for children. The story teaches us important lessons about how God comes to us. God comes to each and every person. He, he's not going to come to each one of us via an angel. I don't know anybody here that's seen an angel. I haven't yet seen one. But God comes to everyday people in ordinary places. And he comes more than once. This is just one experience in the lives of the shepherds. But God comes to us. He comes to speak to us. And if you're seeking God, you can experience the miracle of his presence. You can hear what he's saying to you. God wants to speak to you. There are special times and God wants to speak to us each and every day. And when he does, choose to seize the moment to respond to his message to you. And the good news that, that we've heard and experienced will fill us with joy and God wants us to share it with those around us this Christmas season. There's many people today who, who really don't even understand the true reason that we celebrate Christmas. And so we have great opportunity to share with them. And so this morning, I believe that God is speaking to each one of us here. If we open our hearts to hear his voice. He's speaking to us about who he is. What he's done for us on Christmas. And what our response to him should be. This morning if you're not sure you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Or perhaps you feel like you've drifted away this year. 
this might be a good opportunity, or it would be a good opportunity to recommit your life to Him. And so I'm going to pray a simple prayer. Let's bow our heads right now. What we're going to pray now is what God made available to us through Jesus coming to this earth. Being born as a baby, living a life, a perfect life without sin. Dying on the cross that our sins might be forgiven, the perfect sacrifice. And rising from the dead three days later. God wants each one of us to put our faith and trust in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And to keep on believing. Believers believe. To do that, you admit that you've sinned, that you've done wrong things. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Believe in Jesus to forgive your sins and commit your life to following him as your Lord and Savior. So let's pray together. Perhaps some for the first time, for others a recommitment of your life this Christmas season and into the new year. Father, today, I admit that I've sinned. I admit that I've been following some of my own plans rather than yours. I believe that Jesus came to this earth, a perfect gift from heaven, died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sin, arose from the dead three days later. I believe in him. I put my trust and faith in him. I commit my life to following him and his plan for my life. either for the first time or as a renewed commitment this Christmas 2018. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word that reminds us, that encourages us, that speaks to us, that directs us. Even though we might have heard it a hundred times before or a thousand times before, we pray that your word would Penetrate our hearts anew this Christmas. Forgive us for getting so wrapped up in presence and the, and the busyness of the season that we forget what Christmas is all about. Today we take the time to listen. To just be quiet and listen to you speaking to our hearts. We want to listen to what you're saying to us. We want to listen to the direction that you give us for our lives. And we believe you are speaking. Give us ears to hear. Help us to seize the moment as the shepherds did and allow you to fill our hearts with joy as, as we follow your direction. Give us opportunities this Christmas to, to spread the good news of Jesus to those who don't know him to those that think they know him but don't to those who have drifted away from you help us to share the joy that we've experienced help us not to be afraid of offending anyone your word does not say the shepherds were afraid of offending anyone they just shared the joy Without any reservation. We pray that you'd help us to invite friends and relatives to our Christmas Eve service tomorrow night. We pray that lives would be touched by your spirit. 
as we come together to worship you. Thank you for what you're doing in each of our lives. Thank you for what you've done through the coming of Jesus Christ. And we pray that you would continue to transform our lives to becoming more and more like him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.